This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and the fabulous Steve Hall is with us today. When I say with us, we're not actually here at the moment. We're not live today, so don't text. You'll be throwing your money into a chasm. (laughs) Uh, But you can, however, um, for nothing, I believe, uh, follow us on X (laughs) and Instagram at Frank on the radio or email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk It doesn't work Well I'm on you know I'm I'm only following the I don't make the rules Excuse me the heebie-jeebies What the X Follow us on X I'll tell you what I think I bet you've followed a few X's in your time (laughs) Well I'll tell you Not not that they know Not that they know It sounds a bit sort of one of those 90s adult channels It does Follow us on I think there was a channel X of course so, there Hi, was. guys. Hi, don't you call me. You're right, love. I oh, know, I always talk like this. <laughs> yeah, so um, what was it? Do you think they used to have a few drinks to get them through the gruel of the whole evening? Yes, I'm sure it was just oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, yes. Do you like so X? Don't Frank? call us on Channel X. I don't think it exists anymore, but I don't know. Not on Frank, our Frank, do you like X? Well, maybe they're rebranding as Twitter. Yeah, do you as, like X? As Twitter. Mm. Um. Well, I like Twitter because I like the ornithological aspect of it, where X, as you say, does just sound menacing. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's um, also, the point was made, it's a strange thing to name your app after the thing you click on to shut something down. Mm. That is a good point. But I think it's it's every uh, schoolboy... Schoolboys are obsessed with X's, aren't they? Like Professor X, and it's all, there's all X always features quite heavily in comic books and things like that. Uh, that's a good, yeah, yeah that's a really good The point. X-Men, I'm going to give that See? as an example. <laughs> OK, surely there'll be some people called the X-Men of a special twitter <laughs> And then they'll have to make it the X-Men or women and it's going to get... Oh, I, I think he should have left it well alone. Yeah. He was doing quite nicely with his little cars. <laughs> and he rode up. He re- oh. was it, have we talked about... He, he looks to me incredibly like a cross between Jimmy Carr and Crichton from Red Dwarf. Are you speaking of uh, Elon, Elon Musk? Musk? I can see that, yeah. I can. Crichton, Crichton was one I'd like a plastic face. Yeah, yeah. If I was Musky... <laughs> Come to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, Crichton now in that, in that company looks quite... Like, it's like a sort of a Lucian Freud painting. <laughs> Very realistic. <laughs> Oh, but we love him, really. Yeah, so um, anyway, you can contact us on X. That does apply. Even though we're not um, live, Mm. um, you can contact us... Contact. <laughs> I know I'm trying to do the chronology. You, do you can't know what? contact we sound us. A bit like you? a load of eight-year-olds trying to do a radio. The thing is, this if, <laughs> you can if someone us. if someone sends a good anything, we'll use it eventually. <laughs> because, um, like Jonathan Ross used to say, I was like a Chinese chef. Even the feet, he used to say. I think you can still can you still say that. Oh, I'm glad that's what he meant. What he no, said. I think he meant, you know, that nothing is wasted. I know. Mm. So uh, that's got that done. <laughs> now, I uh, oh, I'll tell you what I did on um, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. I'll tell you, um, I, um, last Saturday, I had, we had one of our KFC nights Ooh. where me and my brother-in-law, Jack, and his son, Elliot, and my son, Boz, we get together. Men only. I oh, know there's not much of that left nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, guys, if you want some chicken. Um, <laughs> and um, we had uh, a KFC night. And you know what we did? You know what the theme was? What? Well, I'll tell you <laughs> after this. T- tell us about your bucket night. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I see what we did. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember I spoke of our last KFC night. We, The four of us eat, obviously, um, a large KFC meal. But also we watch... On You can go on YouTube and get pa- long, long packages of KFC adverts through the ages. 
So we just watch those. And you see things. You see um, the, the strangest um, things that you've forgotten. Some of them are, are in America only, so we never knew that they happened. Like honey-covered chicken, did that happen here? Mm, who yeah. knows? Anyway, one of the features uh, that we saw on the last pack of um, adverts was people looking down at their post-KFC plate and saying, I ate the bones! Or the family say, Dad, you ate the bones! And it was part of their, I'm going to say, their filet promotion. Oh. <laughs> so the idea was you bought your chicken filet and, um, and at the end of it you think, hold on, I ate the bones, but there never were bones because it was a filet. Oh, wow. get it? You with me? So we went filet on uh, last Saturday. Did you? There wasn't a bone in the house. <laughs> Can I be honest? I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. I'd be. I'll be honest. I I prefer it um, with bones. You, do you like the Henry VIII? I yeah. like food. Energy? I like food with a handle. <laughs> oh. Chicken leg, lamb chop, <laughs> toffee apple. That's how I. Those are my first top three. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this was um, I. It was still lovely, but no, I like the bones in there. Oh. And then we what we do? What do you do on the chips front? Do you get a whole? How many each? What just one? Do you get the small? Or yeah, what? we we just get the regular fries. Oh, okay, but we get things like you know the gravy, the um, the um, various dips, oh. strange things like buttermilk um, <laughs> mayo. And stuff do you, like do that. you watch that? You, presumably, that's a one-off thing. Do you, you don't watch the adverts every time you have yes. it. Yes, this is so it's a, <laughs> and then a, we make an advert. It's a, re- a religious ritual. For, and then, for uh, and then we make an advert. My son, who's eleven, is very keen on um, doing You're a retainer not, or something. Yeah, he loves making <laughs> little films with all sorts of effects on and stuff. So we all he, he directs us and we play the part. I'm always the colonel because I've got the hair. Yes, and um, yeah, we do stuff like that, um, and it, and I say, I still say. Now here's here's a thing worth discussing. I think I still say it's finger licking good, but the adverts betray there was at least an era <laughs> when they dropped it's really? finger licking good. What was the catchphrase? Well, I think it's quite poor, it so is. they replaced it's finger licking <laughs> good with. So good. And I thought, uh, yeah. oh, oh no. Was that a hygiene thing? Is no. It, in, in the post COVID era, no, looking good I is think a tricky thing to apparently say. Apparently, it was they wanted the word good to, to suggest nutritious, whereas finger licking good suggests flavour, but who knows how that flavour was attained. I see you. Oh. Yeah. They've made a terrible mistake there. They've yeah. gone all woke. <laughs> and well, this is that with a I'll tell you what, the PC Brigade, oh, as man. I once heard uh, Jim Davidson say, yes. when I went to see his stand-up at the Edinburgh Festival, he said, oh, PC Brigade. This is a money yeah. spinner, though. You could sell... This is... If, if there's anyone in from any of the major chicken fast food providers yeah there's an untapped wealth of films featuring the greatest the most acclaimed playwright of this generation one of those your brother-in-law would he he not count as a Uh, oh i see what you mean i thought you meant those films the so good franchise i was trying to think (laughs) of what that was yeah my brother-in-law is in them but he he has acted i think in the past he was a character in skins in in the old Uh. days it's nice to know the most acclaimed playwright of his generation spends his spare time watching KFC ads. <laughs> well, he has no choice, really. We're all the, uh, you know, the does, dupes does he of say our children. Does he say the motive and the cue, darling? The motive and the cue. <laughs> I should say my brother-in-law is Jack Thorne, in case yes. this, this uh, Steve hasn't actually <laughs> named him. So, yes, he is a major playwright, film right, TV right, but he's still has to run round and round the lawn having drunk seven up so that we can, uh, so Buzz can speed it up for the end of the movie. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh yes, I went, I went on holiday. I didn't tell you. 
I went to... Tell me more, tell me more. Did you get very far? <laughs> we went to... Um, yeah, well, I, we got to Suffolk. Oh, lovely. We were in... Um, that would have been a very short film, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get very far? Yet I went to Suffolk. <laughs> Any yeah. credits? Yeah. Tell exactly. me more. Tell me more. How was the traffic on the A11? <laughs> oh, it wasn't too bad. And did you take your dad home? <laughs> so, um, we were in wooden pods. Oh, I bet Buzz didn't like that. No, no, he was he was good. He was good with it. There were little. I'll, I'll put a picture up on our um, website thing. Whatever it is. What do we put them on? Socials X and Insta. X and Insta. I'll put it. I'll put it up on those. What we were staying in. Mm. It's like a little. It's like a wooden tent. I suppose it's about eight feet high. What do they call those, Steve? Pod Sh- shed. Is it pod? It, it is a like pod. A shed. Okay. Sounds like. <laughs> I'll show. I'll, I will show you a picture. And um, <laughs> it is a bit like a shed as well. And it was great. We all uh, we had meals outside. Cause the weather was okay. And there was, uh, like, my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law and anything, my other-in-law. Does everyone have a pod each? Um, th- that we, me, Kath and Boz, shared a pod. Cosy. So it was me and Boz in the double bed and Kath wanted to sleep near the door <laughs> so she can get up and run at 5am. She's like a like Labrador. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, we had the dog with us as well, actually. Um... In fact, interestingly, we we were very near um, Westow Anglo-Saxon village, which you know I love an Anglo-Saxon, mm. and this was the site of an Anglo-Saxon village, and they've built um, Anglo-Saxon, if you like, sheds. I'm going to call them <laughs> homes um, on the actual site. <laughs> Saxon man cave. So I actually, so well, I suppose there was women and children as well, uh, and they built them on the actual site of the original ones. Even like if they could tell there was a fireplace there, that's where they put the fireplace in the new one. It's great. Mm-hmm. I loved it, but I think it influenced sort of the way we lived in a thing because they lived under, you know, they had skins and all that. And um, we, well, we didn't have animal skins, but we had the animal. I slept onto the animal. So we never, ever have the dog on the bed at home. So no. absolutely no, no. But it's a bit like, you know, when you're on a plane and if you've got any dietary, normal dietary restrictions on a plane, you can eat anything you like because yeah. you're on a plane. So you can have the pudding and yeah, any yeah. Rob, any old rubbish. Nine packets of tiny pretzels. <laughs> I think if you're away, when we're away with the dog, it sleeps on our bed. Mm. Ah, nice. Yeah, so it was very Anglo-Saxon in many ways because we were, I could say, under an animal skin, except the skin was still on the animal. <laughs> I think it's fine. Let them in the bed for the holidays. Well, I, 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 I had a similar rule with partners, generally. <laughs> yes. Well, I, um, I'd let anyone in on a holiday. <laughs> Personally, but it, me and um, there was one um, thing where me and Boz was sitting up in bed, and I was reading Edmund Spencer's long poem, The Fairy Queen, and he was reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> and I thought, this is what family life is all about. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, so what was the, can I ask, it sounds like a boring question and it may well be, but I'm going to persist. If it is, I'll turn it into something magical. <laughs> Don't feel, worry about that. I feel you will. You'll alchemise this. Yes. I'm intrigued to know about your sleeping habits during this because you've shown me the pod mm. and I worry. But you said show me the pod in a Jerry <laughs> Maguire type way. <laughs> you've shown me the pod and my first thought was that looks beautiful. My second was... I worry about noise from the animal kingdom. No, I, I don't remember sleeping anywhere more silent or more dark <laughs> in my... I mean, dark as in, you know, light, not mm. as in a subject Oh, matter. lovely. Yeah. OK. So um, me and Buzz, we're, we're having a good old 10-hour uh, or more. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I'd be worried about the dog would be alert to any 
woodland creature, that would be my worry, but the dog was... No, the dog was would fine. be out on its morning run at 5.30 <laughs> with my partner. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the dog lived a sort of Spartan <laughs> existence. So the only thing, I think, what I think, a thing that you wouldn't like about it, Emily... Yeah. ...is a, it's a tiny, <laughs> tiny shower... Toilet. Oh dear. And I'm in a tiny, tiny room where literally, and I didn't try this, <laughs> you could do your business on the toilet while showering. You could. Because it's literally above, you know, it's above the toilet. Yeah. And, I uh, would have paid to have a portaloo <laughs> sent over you, by crane. I, c- I could not tolerate that, Frank. Yeah, I've got this thing every time I go in or out <laughs> of a portaloo. I go. <laughs> I just got the, the tardisness of it. <laughs> now, we were in a pod called Wolfren, sadly, which is named after one of the founders of Wolverhampton, which is the last thing I needed. <laughs> Anglo Saxon uh, noble woman who was, you may know, the mother of Wolfric Spot. Okay. Uh, another Anglo, famous Anglo-Saxon. Nobody knows why <laughs> he was called Wolfric Spot. Steve, the way Frank refers to them as another famous Anglo-Saxon. Oh, <laughs> famous! If, if, if only <laughs> Pierre was here, he'd, be, he'd know them. Uh, sorry? I should say Pierre isn't here because he works... Um, in a Turkish restaurant in Soho. I don't know if you've... He stands at the door wearing just a chamois leather posing pouch and strikes an enormous gong whenever a customer enters. Um, have you seen... I went, to, I, went to, I went to drop off a book he'd loaned me there and I didn't recognise him at first. He's so oiled. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he's normally quite matte finish. Could you go um, over and ask him for to grant you three wishes? No, but he, he looked like he could have uh, he could have done that. Um, <clears throat> but he was very oiled. I don't know how he can... In his breaks, I don't know how he stays on the stool. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> there was a lovely, um, a lovely uh, scenario you would have enjoyed when we ate outside, and then uh, I sat in the forest and Kath checked me for nits. <laughs> it's really nice. It really is. So it's kind of Anglo-Saxon era mixed with a throwback to the monkey era, the primate era. Well, I era. didn't tell you this, but a couple of weeks ago, I did actually. I I found nits on me. We've all, we've all had it, love. There's a needs outbreak at my son's ah. school. And um, I, I used to have a primetime chat show, and now I've got nits. Frank, that, what about when I was That was the so... headline in uh, Take a Break <laughs> magazine. <laughs> what about when Which I was Which is so my favourite weekly, by the way. Do you like Take a Break? No, but it, t- it says on the front, your favourite <laughs> weekly, so I'm very obedient character. <laughs> Oh, I once invented children because I was buying knit shampoo and I was very embarrassed to say I had knits and the man in the chemist said, how many children? Yes. And I said, two. And then I had to make up names. No, I can understand. I can it's understand too humiliating. Yeah. Well, I've gone through my hair with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> no, I actually have done that. I always figure knits is a step up from worms. So, sorry, I'm going to scratch my head now because the word <laughs> knits... They don't leap from one person to another. You have to have head-to-head contact. I've read a lot. They're not like the um, Paul Stanley from Kiss. <laughs> they don't swing across on a cable. It's amazing that used to be a dedicated job, knit nurse. Yeah, knit nurse. We used to have the knit nurse come to school. There's a place you can go to, um, um, not far from us, where they hoover uh, your head. <laughs> and they hoover them off. Yeah. Yeah, they hoover, they hoover the lice off and then they take... I shouldn't... Maybe we shouldn't... Is this... Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering here. Is this... Uh, it's no good. I can't find it. <laughs> I just got a new jingle and uh, the, the producer always says to me, oh, there it is before, but she didn't do it today. Mm. But uh, should we be talking about the de-knitting process or is it... Too dark for breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> Too dark for breakfast! 
so, um, yeah, so, uh, so she did that. So I've, I've, I've been through the knit thing. I looked them up. I looked them up because I was horrified at first. I haven't had them since the 60s. So, uh, and I imagine, they, I imagine they've evolved. We're all, we're all slight, me and Emma slightly reeling from the, the, the introduction of a new jingle and it being that. <laughs> Too dark for <laughs> Well, it happened accidentally last week and I thought we should... Remember, I was talking about the fact that Johnny Depp had been in a controversy about bringing yes. dogs into a country without proper documentation. And um, Emily pointed out there'd been other controversies. (laughs) And I I pointed out that they were too dark for breakfast! (laughs) (laughs) Too dark for breakfast! (laughs) So, um, anyway, let's not milk it. So I looked up nits. What about this? I looked up nits. This is my last nits mention. Anyone who's scratching their heads off at home. I looked up NITS on the NHS um, and it said, there was a headline that said, you cannot prevent head lice. And then that was in bold letters and then there was a little bit of writing underneath and it says, there's nothing you can do to prevent head lice. <laughs> I thought, do you need, do you need the, lower, the lower text stuff? You've said that. In, once you've said it in block capitals, I mean, you've heard it. But um, so yes, yeah, so I come out as someone who's recently had nits. I was going to say on the show when I actually had them, and then I thought me and Emily could embrace that when Philip Schofield came out on Good Morning. But then I thought well, we can't actually embrace because I've got nits. So it's so complicated. Anyway, anyway, they're they're gone. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes. Ditto. And I'm with um, Steve Hall and Emily Dean. We're not live, so don't text us. You'll be throwing your money away. And, you know, I mean, you did enough of that with that um, T-shirt machine you bought trying to do your own thing on Camden Market. That was a failure. You can follow us on X... And oh. um, and Instagram <laughs> at Frank on the radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Is there an XRT you now instead of a, a Twitterati? Oh. oh, the X Men. Yeah, and women. Yes. So um, <laughs> yes, you can contact. You can still contact contact us on that. I can't say contact. Have you noticed that? And. Um, Yes, we'll use anything that we feel is worthy of being broadcast. (laughs) That sounds lovely and inclusive. Exactly. Well, I try to be whenever. So, yes, I would very much recommend West Anglo-Saxon Village, which is where I... I, In fact, I went there on holiday. Um, It was I went there for a day, and then um, I went back two days later and went there again. It was so good. I could live there. High praise. Mm. But, could you know, you it's so the... far up my strata. Could you live in the pod? I could live in the pod. I I always think if um, Kath walked out on me and Boz became a rock <laughs> Too star... Too dark for breakfast! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Go on, you can do one. Too dark for breakfast! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to live. Uh, I'd live in a tiny, tiny uh, place. I've always because I used to live in a bedsit, and I once lay on the floor, and I could touch everything I owned. <laughs> Keep it clean, Steve. Um, and uh, I, I, I kind of, I kind of like that. You know, I'm but, fascinated. Those pods would be torture for Pierre because obviously it's it's absolutely the the field of, of his particular interest, but he's so huge. Yeah. I would worry whether the pod no, could, I don't know could, if you'd get him contain in, his frame. I, don't know. I think if if he got in the pod, it would look it would look like that uh, an American footballer's shoulder protection on him <laughs> with his he terrible be in the pod. with his terrible South African <laughs> head sticking out. He the lives top. with the animals. <laughs> oh, He'd be he with the animals outside. He's, the yeah, he's a man I can imagine doing survival skills. Oh yeah. Without without a second thought. Just, I mean, literally tearing animals apart and eating them raw. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wouldn't take him with the dog. 
<laughs> oh, man, he'd love a cup of poo. Steaming first thing in the morning. Oh, my Nevertheless. God. But what I would recommend is we spend some time in nearby Bury St Edmunds. Now, Bury St Edmunds, um, you would imagine, because it's associated very much with St Edmund, and there's a shrine to him there, that well, he was buried so there. And you know what I said to you? I had a mate who was an expert on Worcestershire place names, and they all have names like the Devil's Kitchen. And then <laughs> when you then when you think, oh God, there must have been some terrible sighting there of the devil with like I don't know a crock pot or a, maybe a, an air fryer. And um, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yes. And um, he wouldn't use it. I think he sticks with flames. <laughs> but um, it, then he would say, oh, no, devil's kitchen, that comes. It's, it's, uh, it's a word. It's defka, which means um, poddle in road. It's always very, oh. very. And Barry St. Edmunds, I thought they've obviously called it that because um, he's buried there. But it's actually like borrower, borrower of St. Edmunds. Never as exciting. Uh. I don't know if you know the story of St. Edmund, the, the Vikings. Um, I think it was uh, Ivar the Boneless, actually, or the oh. Filet, as they called it. <laughs> I was going to say, he loved, the K- K- he loved the KFC. What if he'd so been known as Ivar the Filet? <laughs> so good. No one knows why he was called the Boneless, but anyway... Um, I was going to say 8.12.15, but you can't do that today. So do not text, do not text us. Um, but he, um, him and his, and his marauding horde of Norsemen killed King Edmund, uh, killed Edmund rather, and uh, threw his head, um, threw his head <laughs> into the forest. Is this... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two jobs for breakfast! <laughs> anyway, hey, you story, don't say that, say this. The story is it was protected by a wolf until... Um, what was monk, the head? Yeah, until monks came and found it and then the... What's the point of protecting it? It's a bit late for yeah, that when wolf. When it's protected, no. is it, it's trying to eat it and it no, won't, no, it won't no. share it. No, no, it definitely, definitely that, wasn't. That kind of protection. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's had a sort of a St Edmund KFC night <laughs> mash up. I don't know if you can still get the mash. We have the fries anyway. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I'll tell you what else I did. I know I'm going on about my holiday, but it was very, very interesting. <laughs> I was, um, I went to Bury St Edmund's, a place called Moises Hall Museum. Oh. And there's all sorts of stuff. There's like a sort of urban art exhibition with like Banksy stuff and that. And then um, there's a timepieces exhibition. And I honestly, seriously thought I might switch to a pocket watch. There's a glass case full of pocket watches. They look great. I think you'd suit a pocket watch. But where do you... I presume it goes in your pocket, but do you have like a chain on your belt, like Johnny Depp, sort of hanging down, and then I have to put yes, a bandana next to it? Where does the pocket watch attach to? Well, it used to go in the the vest pocket, as Americans oh, yeah. call it, the uh, the waistcoat, as we called it back home, <laughs> pocket. But I never, I don't really wear them unless I'm um, playing snooker. No. <laughs> so uh, I might wear a brocade one for my magic act. <laughs> or, or weddings. So would I just put? Yeah, or would I just put it in my pocket? Is that how it would work? What do you? What say you, I'm, Steve? I'm imagining. Have the, you the, ever owned one? I've Steve? never owned one. Um, I. I uh, it was a difficult childhood. I never okay. Never had I can, I'm picturing because you wear, you've, obviously, you've had a show called Man in a Suit. Yes. I, with your array of suits, I'm imagining a waistcoat. And you almost in your uh, Doctor Who character mode. Mo. But I don't want to be. I don't want my dress to be pocket watch lead. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's a bit Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, themed. I don't have to dress for it. I like the idea though. Have you know when you see that thing where they pull the pocket on the waistcoat out with the thumb and then they swing the watch yes. around and it lands in it. What, I, like I think question. you could pull off when, a flavour flavour look actually. Just have it on a chain around the neck. Yeah, but then no, I need no. a giant one. Steve. <laughs> 
Please don't make suggestions like that because he will take them seriously. And also, to be honest, a man of my age doesn't want a constant <laughs> reminder of time ticking away. <laughs> it's all right for... Oh, I'll tell you what I did do. You know, the Sutton Hoo is um, that part of the world, East Anglia, and I... You know Sutton Hoo, the famous uh, Anglo-Saxon dig? There's a film, I think, called The Dig yep. with... I know, Ew, I know, he? I know. There are people in it. Yes. Yeah, there's actors in it. We know. It was a Cumberbatch variant. A, yes. It wasn't him, though. No, a Cumberbatch variant. variant. Well, I thought it was someone. A different quite strain of Cumberbatch. Famous. Was it? Was it? Was there a Knightley in it? Maybe or someone like that. Is, is, I thought you Grant was in it or something. Possibly. I don't know if it was okay. whimsical enough for him. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, so that they, there was a famous helmet discovered there. So if ever you want to know what you look like with a moustache, put the <laughs> helmet on, because it's got its own moustache built in. No, thank you. So I put a picture of me in, the, in, the, in a facsimile and, uh, of the helmet. It's good to wear. <laughs> Feels good. Mm. Um, so at the Moises Hall Museum, what they had was an exhibition of... Um, now, I'm in serious danger of playing the One Step Beyond jingle again, <laughs> oh, which I think God. are driving driving people crazy. We've had Madness's PRS people have been delighted with us. Oh, <laughs> don't bring that up. Um, that won't make the final cut. <laughs> so, um, yes, there was things like they had a macabre... A macabre exhibition there. They had a book and the book cover was um, made with a man's skin at his own request. And they oh. had the rest of his head Sorry, in there. Sorry, can we get at his own request? He said when I died, I'd really like to be a, oh, a, sure a, book, he did. a book cover. Sure he did. Yeah, I mean they don't have it in writing. <laughs> how do we know that's not how he died? What, what is it, an accident? He but, fell um, into the, the book covering, <laughs> uh, the binding machine. He, it's quite a bleak. He died as he lived, left on the shelf. Uh, exactly. Well, he's, he's, um, he was... Uh, they had his head with the, still with the ears on and stuff, all crinkled and ready for um, mounting. Oh. Um, my thumb is very near no. the jingle. <laughs> Restrain yourself. And uh, quite a lot of dead cats, which I'll explain. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll explain after this. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I know I'm going on about my holiday, but, um, you know, there'll be other stuff in a mini. You, talk, you were talking about dead cats? Yeah, they had lots of dead cats because people apparently in um, 16th, 17th century... Barry St Edmunds used to put cats in the walls and stuff of their house to ward off evil spirits. After they'd passed? No, I hope. Not, no look, some of them looked like they were... Oh, you're... Yeah, oh. trying to get out. Oh, my God. I know. Word. But, you know, different times. <laughs> For example, there was details of the Red Barn murder. And um, I won't go into that, but the bloke who got hanged for it um, once he'd hanged, the, the um, hangman took his trousers, took the, the, the man's trousers off. I had insult to injury. Because apparently it was like a local bylaw <laughs> thing that the, hang, the executioner was entitled to the trousers and socks of the man he'd hanged. <laughs> So yeah, so he took those. He took those you with him. You know what? You think he'd, <laughs> he'd say like... to himself, "I know I'm entitled to this. I know, but, but I'll let it slide. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give that person a moment's final dignity." Instead, he thought, "I know my rights. <laughs> I'm having these trousers." That's and also, an they wouldn't have suited the executioner, Steve, because of the sandals. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fit to wear with trousers. <laughs> but oh, you wouldn't think they were um, the cleanest trousers. <laughs> Someone yeah, who just yeah, been hanged. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, maybe we shouldn't uh, dwell too much on this. But uh, there's one, I would like to end this with one thing. The one thing I didn't do in the Berry St. Edmunds area, which I, I dreamt of doing, was, um, was um, I saw a sign for a sugar factory. And, you know, when you drive past a sign and you think, oh, did that say... And I thought it said visitor's centre. Mm. And I'd love to go to a sugar factory, wouldn't you? 
One of my favourite um, poems is uh, it's, it's a collection of poems called Model City by Donna Stone Cipher, in which she's going into town to do something important and she sees a sign for a sugar factory and thinks, oh, <laughs> and gets misled, goes off there instead and then feels guilty. And I just wonder if you can go and try yeah. like sugar lumps. Oh. You know, quite, I imagine the lady off. with a tray with a big pile of sugar lumps <laughs> yeah. and you just eat them. I, uh, I bought that Donna Stone Cipher uh, having listened to it on your podcast. Oh. It's absolutely brilliant. There you go. There you go. You heard it here first and second. Um, so if anyone um, wants to take us to a sugar factory, I'd be bang up for that. <laughs> if any fine. sugar daddies or sugar mummies listening. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I'd like no to know is, though. could I have gone to the one in... Ber- Maybe we'll put this on Twitter and can find out, actually. What, could you have visited? Is it possible to do... I don't mean like a special celebrity visit. Can you go and say, I'd like to do a tour As of a the punter, sugar factory? Yeah. Can, you, can we visit the sugar factory? In Bury St Edmunds. That is the, the burning question of the day. Oh, I don't like it when it burns. Yeah. It's all dark brown. And... Anyway, sorry, was that... Did you give us a signal, Sarah? OK, it was very nuanced. <laughs> Normally it's like a real shove and a shut up and then it was like a wispy ghost-like presence. <laughs> but uh, we're going anyway. We'll see you in a second. Frank, I would like to actually take a trip down... I'm going to call it memory lane. No. Why? Let's not, don't call it memory lane, because I don't feel I should be down there. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, what should we call this? No, no. It's, well, yeah, we, what we do is... Well, I'll give you a little clue. Mm. Previously on this show... <laughs> so people do write to us in the week, especially um, a podcaster people listen to podcasts of the show and also people who have um, I can't remember the phrase but it means the thought on the stairs Esprit d'escalier Yes, people who have esprit d'escalier which means that you know you think oh I wish I'd said that at the time and then they, they do say it. They send us um, emails. Um, it's normally emails, is it? They send all sorts Yeah, and, and um, Not Bertie ex- Bassett get the odd X <laughs> No, I try and encourage them not to contact <laughs> no, me. No, I like the exes to turn up. <laughs> um, and people say, oh, you know that thing you were talking about last week? Well, blah, blah, blah. So let's let's look at some of those. OK. We've had this in from Grammar Superstar. Lovely friend for you, Frank. Grammar this... Superstar? Yes. What do you mean? Because it's a very old lady. No. <laughs> Is that how Kelsey Grammar signs off? No. Yeah. Because <laughs> a bit arrogant. you taught uh, English at a oh, very I thought high you meant level. It was like Grandma. No, Grammar. Uh, I was driving. Do you remember we were talking about copyright infringement? Yes. I think I was saying one of my... Um, we asked people their favourite copyright infringement. It wasn't one of my most successful text-ins. <laughs> I rather liked it. I, it was things um, like, well, Frank, as you may recall, did wear uh, Calvin Classic. Were they called Calvin Classics, Frank? Yeah, Calvin Classics, which were trying to intimate that they were made by the Klein company, but they really weren't. It was a, it was a con. They were. That reminded yeah. me, actually. Do you remember Calvin Klein's daughter said, can you imagine what a nightmare it is for me dating guys every time... I, I get into the bedroom and I have to see my dad's name. Oh, yeah. God, that's a thought, isn't it? Oh, she didn't wow. Like it. She didn't like it. Uh, Grandma Superstar. Yeah, well, that's even worse for me because uh, my, my mother <laughs> was called Anne Summers. <laughs> anyway, not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a five-year-old. Yeah, I don't want the <laughs> Sommers family saying, "Oh yes, I remember your mother." The Golds, I believe. Yeah. In um, um in um, Brent Cross, the well-known North London shopping centre, mm. there is a um, Anne Sommers store directly next door to a Victoria's Secret. And as you approach it, you have to decide whether you're going high or low. (laughs) It's a fabulous choice to make. But it's like some sort of sleaze corner there. But um, 
But yeah, you should be. You should know that, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go. I have to Steve's toss, got I have to a, toss a coin. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually banned from both. <laughs> Steve's got a bravissimo outlet. <laughs> <laughs> poor Steve. Oh, poor Steve. Actually, actually, a lovely bloke. I know. Frank, we took a detour into Brent Cross. <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't know how and that the happened. Sleaze Corner, as you well, you, it. you Calvin Klein, and then you know that triggered don't off another thing. Me of that. <laughs> but we uh, we never um, we never found out. Calvin Klein, of course, was the man who invented my uh, brown envelope. Thing. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when, when someone makes tea for me I they say how oh, do you like it and I always say brown envelope which means I wanted the colour of a, of a brown envelope some call it manila I feel mm. but anyway so I always say brown envelope as a, and it comes from I heard that Calvin Klein had two enormous colour charts in his HQ one in the kitchen mm. and one in his office and he would a runner would come in. He'd say, "I need a coffee." Is he American? Mm. I need a coffee. Uh, maybe seventeen. Uh, <laughs> and then the runner would go to the kitchen and match it. When he made the coffee, yeah. he'd match it up exactly Fantastic. with seventeen and bring it back. That's mm. a great Pantone in the kitchen. Pardon? Is it Pantone? Pantone in the kitchen. Is, that what they call I it? Know. That, is it Pantone? That's yeah, the, the Pantone like... colour chart, Frank. Oh, Pantone. I think mm. it said Panto in the kitchen. I thought what you're talking about Pantone. No, that's more your career. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. behind you. Grammar superstar, please may we return. <laughs> yes, well, I'd love to know what they've got to say. <laughs> okay. It was on the subject of copyright infringement, as I say. And Grammar Superstar. Because my favourite copyright infringement <laughs> yeah. is like those um, hand-done paintings of Disney characters at the fair. Like, when I saw one with Mickey Mouse had got a red nose. It obviously had some sort of a Rudolph confusion going on. But if ever, if ever one of the lawyers is over yes. here from Disney and thinks, you know what, They're, look at that old quaint English fairground, I'll go, what? <laughs> yeah, anyway, so that's oh. my favourite. George Michael and the Aviators. It's not a fairground without that. No, no, no. <laughs> poorly realised George Michael and Aviators. It's exactly. Anyway, Grammar Superstar says, <laughs> I was driving whilst... It, George... There's sunglasses, by the way. Yeah. Whilst... <laughs> Frank. I was driving whilst your show was on yesterday. Uh... You know what we mean by yesterday. This was yeah. sometime in the yesterday. past. So I couldn't tweet this at the time. Frank, Sorry. Will you let me finish, Grandma? Sorry, we're not getting to Brian Ferry. Can I just do a very oh. quick hard ride's going to fall? Oh, my. Today I want to be Really good. Okay, I've done it now. I've done it. Oh, um, Maxwell. Right. Grammar Come superstar. on, Grammar. <laughs> Keep going, Grammar. We're going to get there. Uh, the best copyright infringement I have ever seen was this incredible Paw Patrol copy in Spain recently. She has enclosed a photo, or he, right. of a mug. I believe it's a mug, Steve. Yes. Or is it some sort of receptacle? Anyway, and it's really poorly realised versions of the so dogs. Upon. And it says canine squad. Ah, oh, <laughs> nice. I mean, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 on the Dixie Fried Chicken yes. ranking scale. I think we can put it on our um, social yes, thing, so can we? Yes, so canine squad needs to be seen. And, uh, is, it, um, is it just a picture of um, Paw Patrol or have they been dabbled with? Steve, you, this been, is more your like area. They've been you slightly have dabbled with, I think. I think okay. kids, been, yeah, they always do, on. though. They, the no so that's why I find the show so unsettling. <laughs> this is a Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. Uh, we're not live, so don't text us. Um, I, I, I can't tell you why we're not live, but um, I can tell you, but you wouldn't be interested. You can still, however live as you like follow us on x 
as oh, it's now known. I hate it. And, uh, <laughs> and what was the thing the post office changed its name to? Oh, oh yes. Consignia. Consignia. Oh, that yes. was awful. So you can follow us on, um, not on Consignia, <laughs> or on um, Norwich Union became... Aviva. Aviva, yeah. He's very, good. He's, he's very good at the renames. Abbey National. I wouldn't bank Santander. with them. Santander. Oh, Santander. Santander. Yeah. Santander Greaves. They went a bit flamenco, didn't they? They did. They yeah. went a bit, ooh. Anyway, you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, started clicking their heels a bit in uh, Abbey National. <laughs> Anyway, you can follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I quite like the name changing as a subject. Yeah. If any readers could send us any, that um, I. But not by text. No. We're no, not no. live. Not live. Shall we return to previous correspondence we've had in? What, as a dog returns to its... No, no, I can't say that on <laughs> Breakfast Radio. What about as a dog returns to its woodland pod? Oh, yes. <laughs> Very, Very nice. Good. Very nice. Yes. Uh, yes, we've heard from uh, Daniel Knight, uh, who has emailed the show. Uh, he said, is it just me who didn't know this, or have I stumbled on a big mo? Uh, <gasps> and oh, I should okay. explain briefly that, that a big mo is a thing that you think you've found out some really exclusive knowledge, <laughs> and, and really most people know it. It's a bit, so, guess what, everyone? It yes. comes from the fact that the woman who played Big Mo in EastEnders <laughs> was Gary Oldman's sister, and it was like really unusual fact, but everyone seemed to say whenever they were met. Everyone would tell you this as if it was breaking yes. news. Yeah, and exactly. there, there were two stages to the Big Mo, because there was that, and then there's the other detail that her, her stage name, Layla Morse, was given to her by Gary Oldman's then Paramore. And apparently everyone knows that as well. So there are layers. Oh, I didn't know we that. We didn't know that. No. Uh, Don't lay- try and bring that into uh, the is that not, Well, there we go. So I've got a... This is, I think, slightly smaller, yeah. Mo. <laughs> smaller. Uh, yeah. so, Little oh, Mo, indeed. She's like, a, <laughs> she's like a set of babushka <laughs> dolls. Uh, lay- is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's oh, a small I thought this one. I've talked about on the show before. Layla Morse is an anagram of Mia Sorella which translates as my sister, and Isabella Rossellini, who I think had gone out with Gary Oldman, uh, called her that. Wow. So that's where she took I didn't know that. Good knowledge, Steve Hall. Quite deep Googling knowledge. Oh, I've always assumed that was another layer to the Big Mo cake. No, No, I didn't. I didn't. um, I shouldn't think that that lasts very long. (laughs) Frank. (laughs) She's got a lot on her plate. (laughs) Not many leftovers. Anyway, Daniel Knight's uh, potential Big Mo, uh, he says, apparently Jason Statham represented England at the 1990 Commonwealth Games in the the diving. diving. Yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, it's a really well-known... I think you are the verdict giver on this. No, I, I mean... Yes, I think everybody. Yeah, knows I, that's. It's a big. He's mo. provided a picture uh, of, of Jason in, in the diving, and <laughs> no, I it's, believe it's him. not unpleasant to look at. I'm not. Complaining. No, I mean he's a, he's a very um, striking individual. Yes, because I believe uh, didn't this Gabby, Gabby Logan, I think, in this possibly even in the same careful, Commonwealth Games. Careful if you're about to say something. She, She's a lovely She was also competed in the. I think she was did it, gymnastics. Was, or, was Gabby? Oh, Gabby was a gymnast. She was a. What do they call it when you when you're twelve? When you twirl like um, bits of paper on a stick, it was that kind of gymnastics. Ribbon gymnastics. Oh, no, no, there's another name for it. Silly yes. gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, she represented she a, Wales at Silly Gymnastics. She, Gabby listens to this show every week. But I'm sure she'll acknowledge that there is um, something, let's say, slightly ludicrous about the nature of oh, that. We'll soon know. find out. Don't get me wrong, she was very good at it. I love Gabby Logan, etc., etc. Is that enough? <laughs> Sorry, I've got my solicitor I'm with me. I'm just saying as well, it's less the legal side, it's more that, that Kenny, he's, he's a big no, unit. No, he is a big... Uh, he's not a eunuch, is he? <laughs> oh, Sorry, I Gabby. I never knew. God, that, that, that is a big bow and a half. <laughs> of course he's a eunuch, I don't know if you knew that. So we're in the uh, we're in the realm. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it again if I can uh, if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Of um, here we go. Previously on this show. 
Very nice. Why? Yeah, you say that. It troubles me slightly, that <laughs> jingle, because I do sound a bit like I'm on CB radio in the 80s. No, but that's OK, because the accompanying music reminds me a bit of... Um, the Humphrey Homebridge um, <laughs> section of Vision On, which was a, a, a programme, is an art programme. Um, it was very popular and also... Um, was it Tony Hart? Very no. much catered for deaf children, which was there wasn't uh, enough of that kind of stuff then, but there was a, a, a tort, tortoise. Would you call it a tortoise or a tortoise? Tortoise. So there was a tortoise <laughs> called Humphrey Homebridge. <laughs> And it used to come on, and the music would go. <laughs> well, just move about a bit, and that would be that would be another feature, Don. <laughs> I think the music sounds quite June, Terry and June. Oh yeah, June. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. An episode when the boss is coming round, perhaps. I mean, that was every. And someone's episode. just sat on the the boss's hat, and there's a. And then there's sort of yeah. I remember <laughs> the boss, there was a very and good... the boss always wore a hat, <laughs> yeah. a bowler hat. This is a seventy. This is a sitcom, by the way, we're talking about. And uh, uh, Terry um, Terry June. Scott and June Laverick, was it? Lovely Whitfield. work, Frank. Well, June Whitfield was the actor's name. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, June Laverick was someone else, I think. Mm. And uh, there was an ep- a very fine episode, a great comic idea, where the local paper had got the face of some criminal on it. It looked exactly <laughs> like Terry. So he went to the police station... And he said, oh, you've got to change this identity. People are stopping me How in the street. How did he street. say it? He wouldn't... So <laughs> and a now, now, sir. It was all that sort of stuff. And then the, he a said... A very uh, He said, I need to speak to the policeman who drew it. He said, have you got someone here who drew it? Like, is, is, is he a constable or something? And he said, oh, I don't think he's that good, sir. <laughs> very <laughs> fine joke. <laughs> Oh, that man. wouldn't get through the writing process No, because someone has said, oh, no-one knows who Constable no is now. No heard of that. No, you can't do that. Can you do a social media joke instead, they'd say? Well, let's uh, let's find out on, t- on TikTok. Um, <laughs> OK, so let's return to previously. OK. Tony has got in touch. Oh, yeah. Lady. I don't want an ice cream. <laughs> a lady called Tony. OK, OK. With an I? Yes. Braxton-esque. Who's the most famous Tony with an I? Braxton. <laughs> oh, do you, would you say? Oh, yeah. Who else is that? Well, isn't that Australian actress who... Tony Collette? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, the fact that I've had to call her the Australian actress proves that you, you were, in fact, Tony right. Collette. I've got mm. an idea. I might have seen Tony Collette in Guys and Dolls. She was also you in a film McGregor. made by a good friend of ours, Moena Banks. Was she really? Yes. OK. Well, hush my mouth. T- <laughs> Tony has got in touch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we were discussing chat-up lines on yes. the show? Yes, And there was one... Your memory for punchlines will be much better than mine. But there was one about boyfriend material and a shirt. No, it was... Do, a, you, re- do you like... you know what this shirt is made of? It's marriage material, that's what it, it was. It's the, probably the... And it, the, there were six in their top 25 that were worse than that, <laughs> according to their, their rating system. Shall we, shall we save this to hear what Oh, yes, because Tony, Tony to has say. been on the receiving end of this. Has she? Mm. Where are you picturing Tony? I've got good vibes about Tony. I'm thinking think Kate, Kate Jackson from uh, <laughs> Charlie's Angels. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking a more young Ruby Wax. Oh, OK. okay. Steve, well, I don't know her that well. <laughs> Looking like Bronwyn from Neighbours. Bronwyn. Very good reference. Made it a bit creepy, Steve. <laughs> That's his brand. (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I saw a fabulous um, interview with Judy Garland and she said that she was staying in some holiday home and uh, Marlene Dietrich was staying nearby and she came round and said, could I play you some of my acetates? I want you to help you with your advice on my new album. <laughs> and she was doing a live album, Marlena, and um, she played them audience applause and cheering. There was no music on it at all. <laughs> she just asked them what, what she thought was the best responses. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Judy Garland having to listen to Marlena <laughs> Dietrich's applause? 
and pick her favourites. I suspect she was she was quite a high maintenance friend. Can you imagine being a bit oh, oh. Lena's coming over tonight? Oh no! Underneath the lamp, she famously used to apparently would go on set and. Um, um, she said famously to a director, "This lighting is completely wrong." And he said, "When she started saying that needs to be," and then she turned to him and said, "Do you want my cheekbones or not?" <laughs> I'm in my verse. That's uh, amazing to be too needy for Judy Garland. Is quite that's oh, pretty yes. impressive. So. May anyway, we return to Tony. <laughs> I think uh, did did gay gaydar radio actually come in then break into our uh, you know the way like uh, evil villains break into television coverage on sci-fi films. <laughs> anyway, may we return to Tony? Oh yes, Tony who's been chatted up. Who's been chatted up? We were talking about famous Tonys. You went for. I went for Braxton. I went for Colette, Colette and you and went I've for... I've just remembered Tony Basil. I think if I remembered her off air and you're now taking credit for that. Oh, I think Steve remembered <laughs> no, that. I said, well, you oh, said, Mickey, well, you said so Mickey, oh, and yeah, I, you I provided the surname. Oh, come on, guys. Are you it was a bit a petty fight. of me. You gave the assist, I got the goal. I love that. I see my role as Dennis Bergkamp. <laughs> and Thank I um, added a, an American... Uh, touched to it by thinking of her as Tony Basil. <laughs> yes. So, Tony uh, was talking about this. Was, was it boyfriend material, Frank? Or uh, marriage, marriage material. Marriage material. So, Tony says that uh, regarding husband material as a chat up line, the chat up line is similar, but the delivery differs in terms of how she's experienced it. Mm -hmm. Ordinarily, the person chatting up would touch the hem of their shirt and say, Feel that? And then when you do, they say, you know what that's made of? Boyfriend material. So they oh, go for boyfriend. Oh, that's better, isn't it? Although I can't imagine any circumstance in which I would feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd never get to the punchline. When if you go, feel that, no. I mean, the idea of a man walking up to you saying, feel that. Exactly. Uh, Tony continues, I've actually experienced this line twice oh and both oh. fancies herself tony <laughs> and both <laughs> she calls them which i like instantly warm to tony when i saw this bit yeah. and both performers of it worked in maintenance for tfl transport for london <laughs> really I think they must have chat up line seminars promoting this line yeah maybe they're given out uh... Maybe it's written on the pay packets. I mean, something. did they have high-vis tabards on when they said, feel this? Because it's when they say the husband material line, I don't think it would be quite as effective if it's a TFL high-vis tabard. No, exactly. Yeah. It and also, poor Tony never got chatted up at all during the train strikes. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about chat-up lines. I'd uh, listened to the original broadcast when you were first chat chatting about chat-up lines, and uh, my wife was listening with me, and so I was saying to her... Awkward. ..were there any... Re <laughs> had she ever heard a chat-up line that she'd thought was good or that had made her laugh? Mm. Uh, and she said there was one where this is obviously done as a joke, but it made, it made her laugh sufficiently that she had a drink with the bloke, and the chat-up line was, ''Girl, are you a beaver? Cos damn.'' I don't like girl, are you a beaver? And, no. and it's obvious. I don't like And obviously that. I don't like Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're saying is we're it's out. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a no on both accounts. It's, um, my, my wife will have to really, retract the drink. What I would say about it is it require, you've really got to deliver that right, haven't mm. you? Because, mm. cause, damn, it, you've got to deliver a dot, 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 if you know what yes, I mean. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've had, I think the cleverest I've had was a gentleman approaching me saying, look, I'm not going to benefit from this at all. I have no agenda here because I'm actually married. And he waved the ring. And then he went on to compliment me and say, I just needed you to know, I think you're very beautiful. And he said, that's all. And then, of course, he went and sat down and, and I could think of nothing else but the man. Mm. So, um, 
clever. Yeah. I left it there. Yeah. He didn't come back ten minutes later and go, I've just got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good that is a good line though. Yeah, yeah, but what, but what does that. one gain from that chat-up line? Well, I think what he was hoping for... Is that you'd go over. ...was that I'd start a conversation. Oh, I don't even yeah. know if that was a genuine Who wedding knows? ring. Who knows? <laughs> I know when I was at um, Warwick University, um, because I was doing an MA, I stayed over in the summer holidays working. And um, the... Um, Open University summer camp used to be there. And the thing we always <laughs> to look out for is the pale circle around the wedding finger where the wedding <laughs> ring had been removed for summer camp. <laughs> oh, man, Open oh. University indeed. <laughs> oh, <fine>. Anyway, <laughs> what else? Please. What so- else, Doctor? <laughs> yeah? We have, uh, we've heard, I think we should continue uh, catching up on some of our reader correspondence. Yes, I think it's a, it's a rich vein. Mm. Okay, so we have, someone has got in touch about the Rubik's Cube, which we were discussing, Steve. Yes, now I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was watching a Channel 5, uh, is it called Channel 5 still? Anyway, so I bet they've called it C5. No, it was five at one point, if you remember. They dropped mm, the There's channel. too many fives. Five live. Uh, anyway, um, there was a documentary about most popular um, toys, and it was like based on sales. And to my surprise, the Rubik's Cube had something like 340 million sales. Mm. Unbelievable, and was actually officially the most popular children's toy. And as I pointed out, it's um, it's far too much like hard work. It blurs the margin between play and proper, unpleasant <laughs> hard work. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, we've heard from Nick in Chalfont St Peter. Oh. Oh, that sounds quite ecclesiastical, doesn't he? Yeah, there's a Chalfont St Giles as well, isn't there? He's St Peter, the other one. But I remember Arthur Daly used to say, <laughs> "I can't, I can't, um, I can't ride a bike, Terry. I've got a case of the Chalfonts." <laughs> so I think that was St Giles. He was using as a rhyming slang. Well, Nick says, "Dear Frank, Emily, and Pierre, sorry, Steve. It's all good." Uh, Listening to Pierre's hypothesis that only 1% of Rubik cubes ever get solved, mm. I happen to have a data point to back that up. OK, well, let's leave it there because it's uh, we're coming to a natural break and I do love a cliffhanger, especially if it's based on a data point. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me, did we hear anything about the sugar factory? <laughs> oh, well, maybe we had a few show. comments. We oh, had a few okay. comments. It smells so rank was one of the comments. It smells so <laughs> rank. Sure a few that comments was about, about how badly factory. the sugar factory smells. To the tune of Hurt So Good, that <laughs> song. Well, Raimondo has said, it smells so rank I went for a school tour. It was awful. Oh. Surely a visit of the Abbey would be more preferable. Well, I went to the Abbey, but there's something about a sign that says sugar factory that is so enticing. Mm. Mm. I mean, um, we've also had Lovey has got in touch. Oh, one of my family friends. <laughs> I did a tour of this factory, work-related. Companies like this often have an open day for the general public. It's interesting, and the logistics with all of the sugar beet trucks coming in is something else. Mm. <laughs> something else. <laughs> a, lot, a lot is hidden in pipes and vessels, so I'm afraid it's limited what you can actually see. Oh, I see. I don't want to be... Uh imagining the innards of pipes and vessels. That's not my idea of a day out. I'd rather do a Rubik's Cube. Well, I'm very glad you got us back onto that What topic. a segue that was. What a pro. Now someone's just gone past on a segue. <laughs> Is it Piers Morgan? Careful, Piers. I think it was Lambiopic. <laughs> anyway. Who was sort of Piers? Did Pier Pier? Piers? I can't remember his name now. Pier- he fell off, didn't he? He was the one that injured himself, Piers Morgan. Oh, did he? Terrible injury. He had. Fell off a segue. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Nick in Chalfont St Peter, yes. you may recall, was telling us uh, that he had data. Oh, yeah, a data, data point. point. To back up Pierre's hypothesis that only 1% of Rubik's Cubes ever get solved. Nick continues, at my son's school, Rubik's mania has swept the school this term 
No idea if it's a nationwide thing or a local Chalfont phenomenon. Out of this school year of around 90 kids... No, in my kids' school, it's prime. Oh, the yeah. slightly expensive soft drink. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, it would seem only one can actually solve them. You'd think oh. this would spoil their fun. But said gifted child, not mine, apparently sits at a bench every playtime and solves all the puzzles the other kids have mixed up. They love it. I don't know if it's that the future that Erno Rubik would have envisaged, though it's still probably progress versus my recollection of playtimes 35 years ago when activities involved dipping a stick in some dog mess we found on the field. Mm, I've got to say, if I had to choose... <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea Those of this kid... Is much more enjoyable. This kid sounds a bit like solitaire in that James Bond <laughs> yeah. film, kept as a sort of a slave for their special powers. So sort of the oracle at Delphi. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I still, I think that would be a good texting when we do textings again mm. on the next show. I think the most bought things that aren't used much. Oh, that's good. And yes. it'd be a brief history of time by Stephen Hawking <laughs> and Rubik's cubes, mm. and also those clogs I nearly bought in Amsterdam. <laughs> if I'd bought those, and I was going to get some for me and some for Kath and some for Boss, would we have ever worn them? They'd just be on, on they'd be on the side now with like. Coins Keys in them and, and batteries uh, in them, and a, and a needle threader <laughs> with a picture of a Greek god on it. Oh my goodness! Anyway, look, um, that is the end of that, as they say. Steve, it's always such a joy to have you on. It is, Thank Steve. you Thank so you much for, for joining me. us. Um, on Wednesday, episode two of Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast is out, and it's Don Patterson this week. Now, you might think I haven't heard of Don Patterson. Well, he's a contemporary poet who is brilliant, so I would suggest you have a listen. He really likes films that begin with rain. That's all I'm saying about this poem. And you can download Frank Skinner's Poetry Podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Look, um, thank you so much for listening this morning. I'm sorry you couldn't text him, but do do so in future. And as you've learned today, if you want to email us or, or X us about anything, <laughs> we will talk about it in the future. So um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.